This is Kendrick Avant, your professor of gratitude journaling. You don't have to wait on mindset over bullshit to drop in order to vibe with me, rock with me. You can always catch me on Clubhouse. You can sometimes catch me on Wisdom. But right now, you're about to rock with me on Clubhouse. I appreciate you. No, I just welcomed you up. I saw you come up and I, I was asking if you have anything to share, if you heard what I was saying, if you'd like to respond, you know, what, what is your take? What's your feeling about all of this and the topic and this whole conversation? I would love to hear what you have to say. Okay, cool, Bean. So I did not hear what you had to say, but what I will say is that I really, really, really love my body. I did not before. I'm at the primary progressive stage of multiple sclerosis. So it's in my arms, it's in my legs, it's in both my eyes, it's in my heart, it's, it's everywhere. And before I got like this, before I became so compromised, I was always thinking about what I didn't have. I was always thinking to myself, oh man, I don't have a flat stomach. Oh man, I wish I had soft brown eyes. Oh wow, if only I had the soft pretty hair like everybody else. And once I got like this, once the disabilities began to add up, the limitations start to add up, instead of counting my limitations and disabilities, all I'm counting, all I'm banking on are what I can do, are the abilities I can have. So even though I can't walk anymore and I can't, I can't even crawl anymore, I look at myself in the mirror and, I, and I'm in love with myself because I have chest muscles for the first time. Like for the first time in my life, I actually have arm muscles and I can actually flex and make a muscle in that, and there's a real deal bicep there. I never had that before. It took me 38, 39 years to start getting a real muscle tone. And that's only because I do so much work on myself because I can't do other things. And that made me realize that there's a difference between the mind the soul, the body, and the spirit. And all of that just let me know that it was time to stop hating, stop counting what I couldn't do, and really focus on what I can do, which is what I do now with the love languages. And I mean, I really, really dig my physical body now. Even now I realize on my worst days when I feel the most painful, it is not about labeling it a bad day. It's still a great day as long as my heart is soaring or my mind is clear. It doesn't matter just because I have a bad physical day to stop defining my days as bad because of what's going on with the body when so many other things could be going right. So that's what I want to share. I am complete. Wow, Kendrick. Thank you so much for coming up and for sharing. I love, love, love what you had to share. And it's just so amazing that you you had that like, awakening, I guess, that perspective shift. I'd love to hear what, you know, led to that. Like, how did you switch that, uh, you know, from hating your body to really starting to appreciate? Because I so resonate with that. The thing is, we take for granted what we have oftentimes, and even things like, uh, you know, if we're not in pain, we don't really think about it, right? We just kind of go through the days, through the motions, and we don't question things, we, we, we take it for granted. But the minute something hurts or we're out of commission because we somehow hurt ourselves or we're sick or whatever, suddenly we realize like, wow, you know, we, maybe we're not really fully able to do some of the things that we could yesterday, you know, or last year or whatever. And suddenly it, you just connect to that whole understanding of what a gift you had all along, right? And, and uh, 
took for granted. So I would love to hear what your journey um, has been to bring you to where you are today. Because it's so amazing. And I love that you came to my room and are sharing this. Thank you. Hi, Tina. Welcome. So I'm speaking here with Kendrick now, who just shared his amazing story. And uh, I'm going to have him just uh, briefly repeat and, and share. But the topic is, do you love or hate your body? and um, any and all other parts of you. So I'm gonna mod you in, Tina, and uh, if you'd like to go ahead and uh, ping people in, and Kedrick, if you'd like to do the same, I, I really think this is such an important topic and I felt really compelled to help tap this uh, conversation today. So I actually, Kedrick, if you don't mind, I will have Tina introduce herself too, and then I would love to hear the rest of your story. Thank you. Hi, sorry for being late. Uh, hi, Kedrick, nice to meet you. Uh, so I'm, my name's Tina and I'm in Canada, um, specifically right now I'm in Calgary, Alberta, and I'm a psychic reader and I specialize in numerology readings, which is based on what your numbers mean, um, specifically your date of birth. And you can read more about who I am and what I do in my bio. Um, I try to keep things fun as well um, because life can get too serious um, but I, I enjoy connecting with people and trying to help them find their light and um, get back in touch with who they are because at times we falter or we forget so that's me and I'll let Kendrick share his story I'm fascinated to hear what he has to say so thanks for listening thanks tina and i don't know if it's just me but uh your mic sounded really low kendrick did you find that it was really low too i thought it was kind of low but i just figured that the queen just had it just had a soft just had a soft voice <laughs> okay yes. yeah maybe it was low I'm, I'm speaking closer into my phone now is that better Yes, that's and better. I, and Thank I, you, Tina. And I, I tend to be soft-spoken. I know people have said that to me in the past. I speak too low. <laughs> I hear you better now, so thank you. And Kendrick, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Share the rest of your story. Thank you so much for being here. A thousand thanks to both of you. And Queen Tina, I absolutely understand about being speaking too low because people, my wife, my kids are always telling me that I speak too doggone loud and I speak too much. So I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum, but man, I sure get it. So what I was saying earlier is that the way I have come to love my body and accept all of these limitations and disabilities is that in 2018, I started keeping a gratitude journal. And when I started up the gratitude journal, I thought gratitude was just writing down what you're grateful for. Every day, find some things, at least three things you're grateful for. So I did that for two years where every day I'm writing down what I'm grateful for. And then in 2020, I started writing down why I'm grateful instead. And that was all the change. I didn't read some book before that. No therapist told me. It's just that when I started writing down the why stories in 2020, I realized that I'm spending more time writing out what's going good writing out what I like, looking around and forcing myself to find at least three things going on that are popping, just going great. And I got to write down the why story with it. And that made me realize that I'm spending more time 
on what's going good than what's going bad. And that translated into everything else I do. So even though I'm disabled, I started spending more time on realizing like, even though I can't walk, I can still do X. Like even though I can't walk, I can still get in my wheelchair and go over here to the base of the stairs and call my kids and wake them up for school. I used to actually feel frustrated and want to cry because I'm a grown man that can no longer walk upstairs and get his kids and, and, and stuff like that. By keeping that gratitude journal, by focusing on the why stories, what's going good, what's going great, I'm telling you, Queens, it seeps into everything else I do. I used to fuss about how much I, I used to really fuss and think to myself, oh, man, my wife doesn't like me because I can't do certain things anymore. Or my wife doesn't like me because I can't work a job like a regular job anymore. And as I began to really focus on what's going good and writing those those why stories, instead of thinking all the time, all the things I think she does not like about me, I'm starting to see and realize like, oh, shit, she doesn't even she does not like to talk. But man, she would spend hours putting together a whole grocery list of just the stuff I'm supposed to eat, even though we got four kids and cooking everything for me because I'm a pescatarian and nobody else is stuff like that. I didn't pay attention to before. And now because of the why stories, oh man, that is all I do all day. I try to find these why stories to write. I put them on, on scraps of paper. I put them in the phone everywhere. And then whenever it's time to go on my gratitude journal, boom, I got like a whole list of stuff that I can write and talk about. And that's the way I have rebuilt myself and started doing this, improving the way that I think about myself. Wow, I love that. Love that. Yes, I so resonate with everything you're sharing. Keeping a gratitude journal is something that really helped me transform my life too many years ago. It's something that I also always share. I teach my clients the same. Actually, I find it surprising. I don't know if Kendrick, you do as well. Like once you do it, it becomes such a habit, right? Like you're just feeling grateful you you notice that your focus is more on everything that's going well rather than on everything that's not right and years ago my life was not like that i used to wake up filled with thoughts of anxiety and lack and fear and all this kind of stuff and um when i started to reframe and focusing on what i'm grateful for gradually i noticed that i was feeling different and there was like a shift happening and i was feeling more joyful and and then of course my life began to reflect that on the outside so it's just fascinating just how much gratitude can really create such a change and it seems like so simple and we don't even think about it but you know I got to tell you I have this one client it's it's fascinating to me I still cannot get her to just give me five things she's grateful for imagine that she has a really hard time and she has a great life She's not like, you know, um, someone that you would just see and automatically assume, you know, this person is in a state of suffering, like she's got a great job. She has a lot of things going well in her life. Yes, not every aspect of her life is maybe, you know, the way that she would love it to be, but she is healthy. She's strong. She's got a good job. Like she's got all these things going for her and yet she cannot find five things to be grateful for. And I was just blown away when I asked her, you know, to, to give me that. And she was just like, no, no, I, I can't. I don't want to do that. So I realized that some of those core wounds are really so deep and need to be worked through in order to even take that step. So, you know, we may take even 
being grateful, that feeling, we may even take that for granted if it's something that is so familiar, because I guess it's just not that familiar to everyone out there. But I do definitely feel so strongly about encouraging everyone, sounds like you as well, Kendrick, to bring yourself to focus on what you're grateful for, to recognize that, you know, if you woke up, if you're breathing, if you're able to move, if you're able to experience life, then that's something to be grateful for. And of course, I understand that, you know, all people have different kinds of outlooks and experiences and, um, you know, pains to, to deal with and, and all this stuff. But there's always just something tiniest that you can be grateful for. Maybe you have, you know, a roof over your head and other people don't. Don't you feel grateful about that when you're not stuck in a cold or in a rain or you're not starving? Like all these things that we just simply take for granted. There, there's so much to be grateful for. And then the more we are feeling grateful, the more life universe, God, you know, brings us to be grateful for. And as you said, you know, maybe in your physical body, you are not experiencing it as easily as some other people, the experience of life. And yet you're able to find the joy in everything and to focus on gratitude. So it's just so beautiful. And you're such an inspiration, Kendrick. Thank you again for being here and sharing. And I just want to welcome Maria and Jill to the room as we're speaking um, about whether or not you love or hate your body and any other parts of you. And Kendrick just uh, generously shared his story, which is so beautiful. And Kendrick, I hope you're okay. The replay is available. Um, and I would love to actually share it with anyone that wants to hear it, because I really do feel that your story is such an inspiration that needs to be out there. Queen, I am floored that you even say that. I, I, I absolutely give you permission. Yeah, I'm down for that. This is all I do is tell people and talk about this. Once I realize the difference between the gratitude, the what and the why, like all I do is tell people this. I'm showing it on Instagram. I have a, I have a whole, I have a podcast, a YouTube, I have a blog, everything about, about just gratitude journaling to get over your abandonment and your chronic illness and all that kind of stuff. So 1,000 thank yous, yeah, I filled up my bucket. Oh, I love it. Yay, thank you. Tina, go ahead. Do you want to respond with anything? I was reading this stat that says the average multiple sclerosis patient is worth $1.5 million in medical deductibles, disease-modifying drugs, radiation therapies, chemotherapies, the counseling sessions, durable medical equipment. Damn, we are literally $6 million people. Yeah, um, I just want to say that, um, let me see, I'm just collecting my thoughts. Um, yeah, I just, I, I liked what Kendrick had to share and um, it really puts things into perspective, right? Um, because I know, I know there's people out there, they say, you know, you should never compare yourself. But sometimes, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but sometimes when, when we do compare our lives with someone else, it doesn't matter who they are, you know, it can help us see the gratitude. Does that make sense? Like, it's almost, um, 
like we we take for granted a lot of the things that we may have in our lives or that we have you know associate with ourselves as a person and it takes let's say maybe meeting someone who has struggled a bit more or um, you know has had things maybe tougher in some areas of their life compared to you that helps you turn things around like helps you find the gratitude that helps you appreciate and maybe you know love and like who you are and the kind of life that you've had and the experiences you've gone through even if they were you know difficult um if that makes sense like did that sound sincere i don't know i'm trying to sound sincere that made all sense in the to me queen all the sense yeah absolutely thank you tina and um I want to really expand. I know you joined in a little bit later. The reason why I even started this room with this particular topic, I know it's not something that I talk about often, um, is because it really came to me that we are, you know, we often focus on like either the body or the spirit side of ourselves, um, you know, or the mindset, right? And there's all these dimensions of us that we look at as if they're somehow separate. But the reality is they're not. We are so interconnected. We are mind, body, and spirit. And what I've come to really realize is that the spirit part is something that cannot experience physical um, human experience without the body. And so the body is this beautiful vessel that we just tend to forget that that's what it is that grants us the opportunity to experience life in its full capacity. And so that came to me and I'm like, oh my God, I really have to share this. And I really wanted to get into the people's minds and really hearts to understand that if this is your vessel that really allows you to truly, fully, you know, gain that experience of all of it that human, that, that human experience grants you, then how can we possibly look down at our bodies? How can we hate them? How can we loathe them? How can we think anything of them less than with gratitude, with just love, right? Because that's that's really what's been coming in so strongly to me. Like we forget that um, th this is just this beautiful suit that allows us to feel things, to experience things, to sense things. And we look at it instead with somehow it's like not good enough. It's getting older. There's wrinkles. There's, you know, sagging. There's... Uh, um, the, the arms are too fat, the stomach is sticking out, you know, the butt's too big or too small, the face is something, you know, the nose is ugly, small, the, 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 whatever the features are that we focus on and we somehow see it as not good enough and then it gets even worse, we actually see ourselves, our entire being as that body. So I really wanted to get through to whoever needs to hear it today that if you are looking at yourself in the mirror and you are feeling that way about yourself, first of all, you're looking at your body, your face, your body, you know, your physical suit that your soul is wearing. And second is, you cannot possibly have any of the experiences, the sensations that you are experiencing as a human, the touch, the feel, the smell, any of the senses, you know, experiencing life, the taste of food, whether it's the sexual pleasure, anything at all, hearing and, you know, smelling, tasting, like all of it. You, and um, 
without the body, you would not have the opportunity to experience any of it. So what if we really truly looked at ourselves, at our bodies as that, and finally, maybe for the first time for some, learn to appreciate it for what it is and say thank you to the body for what it grants us. And even the pain, imagine this. Now, this is going a little bit to another level. It's a little deeper, but this is something that I still wanted to share is that even when we experience pain in the body, even that in itself, what if we view that as a gift because the soul comes in to experience life on a different level, right? It wants to sense all of these senses, all these sensations. And so the body, once again, grants it the opportunity. And so, of course, what do we do? We judge it. You know, the pain is bad and, 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 and then the suffering comes in because we are judging the experience of pain. You know, it's funny. So I had a workout after taking a couple of months long break and it was two days ago and I'm really in pain. Hurt. It hurts to walk today. I texted my trainer. I'm like, oh, it really hurts today. And she's like, yeah, that second day can really be a bitch, man. And I'm like, yeah, um, but you know what? I realized that it, how, how much of it is in our minds. Like if the pain is there in the body because of something, you know, an illness or something that we that think of as bad, then we are down about it, right? That we may be depressed about, we may not want to get out of bed, we might fall into the self-pity mode, right? All these things versus the same feeling of the pain in the body, but from a different point of view, right? From like a workout is perceived as something good and positive, right? And suddenly like you're not suffering even though the pain is there. So I just think it's so important to put this perspective out there and I would love to hear what you guys have to say about all of this because it's a big topic. And again, I just really felt like it's so important to to have this conversation. So um, Maria, Ron, welcome. I'd love to have you guys come up. If you'd like, raise your hands. And Kendrick and Tina, I would love to hear from you guys. And Kendrick, I'm actually gonna mod you because I love to hear what you have to say and your shares. And if you wanna go ahead and invite anybody in, this is amazing. So Tina, Kendrick, um, you guys, I Go ahead. I'd love to get your feedback and response to what I've just said. Yes, I'd love to bounce off what you're saying. And what I'd like to add to, to what I'd like to add to what you're saying is that once you begin to understand and start to love yourself, then you can begin to recognize the feelings and the thoughts that should not be there. And what I mean by that is that I started my gratitude journal in 2020. I do my watch statements and everything. And because I do all these why statements, because I'm writing down the what and the why that I'm grateful for, I am highly cognizant when I'm thinking to myself, oh, shit, the kids don't like me. Oh, snap. Poor Kendra can't go check the mail. Uh, man, I can never get to the door in time. I don't think those things near as much because as soon as those thoughts enter my head, I love the way I look, I love the way I think, and I can start saying out loud. Because if you talk out loud, that drowns out whatever it is you're thinking. And I can say to myself out loud, come on legs, I got your back. Oh, nice job trying to stand up. Oh yeah, we made it to the bathroom, dog. Nice job, legs, I like the way y'all work. What's up, stomach, you in the game too? And I can talk like that 
out loud to myself, out loud in front of everybody, and no matter who's around me, I love myself enough to do those type of things so it drowns out the negative thoughts. So as soon as I start thinking to myself, dang, man, I sure wish this shirt was a little bit bigger. It sure is a tight around my stomach. It's showing my, my beer belly in this wheelchair. As soon as that mess starts up, I can start saying to myself, oh, wow, look at you, legs. I see y'all trying to flex today. All right, my teeth are looking white today. Oh, nice job, toothbrush. And those are things that I can do because I'm actually liking and loving the way that I think. I am complete. Yes, yes, and so much yes. I love it. Yes, that reframe is amazing. And you are so great at sharing this, you know, and really putting it out there, this whole perspective that you can really shift your focus to the smallest things and feel so grateful and it changes your entire vibration and changes your mood. It changes your entire day. If you woke up miserable, right? And hating on everything about you, you would literally feel miserable for the rest of your day. And guess what happens then? Your misery starts to affect everyone around. You might snap at the family members. They might snap back at you. The whole family dynamic shifts, right? So if you're able to keep your mood elevated like that by keeping in alignment with your truth and loving yourself just as you are, without the story, without assigning meaning to anything, just like you were describing, Kendrick, how powerful is that? Amazing. And thank you again for sharing. Tina, you want to respond with uh, what I've shared and, and Kendrick as well? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I just want to add... I'm just wondering too if I should tell this story that happened the other day. It reminded me of um, my preteen years. But anyways, I want to say what's what makes it tough at times with like loving our bodies, um, and that influences you know hating our bodies is is social media, and um, you know it's. At times it's not easy to avoid and like I, I'm gonna speak from my perspective like I I try not to let some of those posts get to me and, and at times they do though because you know I'm you know I'm in my 50s now and I wonder like okay um, I'm not as young and supple or <laughs> um, wrinkly free as I you know as some of these young ladies are and it just feels like um, there's more pressure and we live in a time where it is more about the outer beauty than the inner beauty. And, um, you know, it's like one way to deal with it is, yeah, to avoid looking at those posts or to avoid engaging on, um, you know, apps that encourage that or show that a lot. But you know, it's it's not always easy. And it's almost like, you know, how we are brought up as well, right? Like, I was brought up, if you were told you were beautiful, or if you were, you know, said anything good about yourself, you were being vain. And I mean, I want to say like, that's not always the case. I don't have that true belief anymore, because it has to do with confidence. And let's say, um, showcasing your beauty, you know, is important, but um, I don't know if I'm making any sense again. I just feel like I'm all over the place, but I want to quickly share this story. So the other day, 
I was with a friend and we're listening to, we have music playing in the background and the song comes on and it's like, oh my gosh, we haven't heard it for like decades. And I don't know if anyone's familiar with Olivia Newton-John. And she had, um, she was one of my favorite artists in the late 70s, I would believe, early 80s. And I remember like having her album and meeting one of my mom's friend's friend. And I remember saying to this lady, oh my gosh, you look so much like Olivia Newton-John. And they, and for me, Olivia Newton-John like was beautiful. Like I thought she, not only was she an amazing singer and artist, but she was beautiful. And um, they started to pick everything apart of Olivia Newton-John. Well, no, Olivia Newton-John, her nose is like this, and she's got this kind of chin and love. Like, just comparing, and it really deflated me. And that was, like, my first experience of, you know, other women really tearing apart another woman. Like, and it was so... And I don't know, you know, why that came up when, you know, that song, but it was just interesting. Like maybe it correlates with today's subject. Um, but it just was really hurtful to me that, hmm, you know, and it was, and it was like maybe my first um, vivid experience of like where, you know, someone who is beautiful just because, you know, can be torn apart like that and really... It, it was just hurtful, even though it wasn't at me and it wasn't, you know, someone that I knew, but that I admired and looked up to. And um, yeah, I don't know if this is making any sense, but that's what I have to add to to what we're talking about. Thanks for listening. My number one tip for the week is to start leaving that glass of water with your lime or your lemon juice in it. Leave that beside your bed at night. That way when you get up for all those frequent trips and frequent resins and all the spasms, you always got something to sip on and get yourself to the right spot like you're supposed to be. Go to bed with that water beside the bed. I'm out. Thank you, Tina. Yes, of course it's making sense. And um, I just, I find it interesting. So I agree with you that yes, social media does contribute a lot, but I got to say that whole self-image issue has always been there and way before social media ever was created. It's just something that's within, I think, human nature. We tend to, uh, you know, compare ourselves to others and that stems from this whole lack of self-love and not enoughness from having these wounded inner child issues, you know, that just we grow up to be um, in an adult body, but still like remains to be this wounded inner child that needs to heal and reparent itself sometimes, you know, like I had to reparent myself, my inner child, and learn to love myself because just like you said, I too was not brought up to love myself at all. And yes, it was considered vain, if you liked yourself even out loud, you know, forget love yourself um, in the culture that I came from. So it really took a whole lot of cycles to break for me to come through and really start to 
shine through all of that baggage and all of that generational trauma and all of those patterns that were underneath you know who we truly are like that soul deserves to shine and this in this beautiful body that it's given in whatever way it looks like it's just its uniqueness and i've grown to really view it in that way and appreciate it and you know i i would sit with my girlfriends you know women in their 50s 40s you know 50s 60s whatever it is even when we were younger like it's so ironic because now a lot of them would look at their pictures oh my god why didn't i love myself then how could i think that of myself then you know put myself down 10 20 years ago and i start to laugh i'm like you're continuing to do the same thing now and 10 years later you're going to look back at these pictures and say the same exact thing so why not just truly start to appreciate who you are the way you are right now in this moment appreciate the body appreciate the wrinkles. I look at the wrinkles around my eyes or on my face and I'm like, this is all that, this is the journey. Like every wrinkle has a story. It has a, you know, a challenge that I had to work through. I don't believe wrinkles just come in for no reason. Yes, we age. Yes, it's a natural process, but I've seen a lot of different faces where, you know, as we heal and truly, truly let go of the pain, the emotional pain that we've carried, I noticed a lot of the wrinkles disappear. Like the faces kind of look younger, more vibrant. It's like they're shining from the inside out. I see Kendrick is uh, clapping the mic. I guess you're agreeing. So it's just, we have to break through our own limitations. Like if these are the stories that we attach to, these negative beliefs that keep us playing small, that keep us stuck that keep us feeling ugly and undeserving and unfulfilled and unhappy. But in reality, just like Kendrick shared, you know, just starting to even focus on what we're grateful for can create such a tremendous shift and start to look in a mirror and recognize whatever it is that you're grateful for about you in that moment. There's got to be something that you love about yourself, right? And that you really like about yourself. So focus on that. And the more you do that, the more you'll start to see other things that you're appreciative of. And the more you do that, guess what happens? The body starts to repay you. You start to feel better in whatever that body is, in whatever the way that you're experiencing life. You experience more joy just by being in that body, in that suit that your soul is wearing. So thank you. I'm going to uh, let you guys on mic. Go ahead, Kendrick. I see you. Mm -hmm. I just want to slide in and comment on what Tina was saying because I fully agree with what Tina was saying about the pressures and everything of social media and how hard it and all the external forces. But Queen, I got to also remind you about the beauty and everything that can come from social media. Even the fact that we're in this clubhouse room, just a few of us, has been so empowering and enlightening for me. And whenever we take time, to actually start dropping those negative influences. And I mean, it took a long time to get my algorithms on social media to catch up like that. But once I started dropping the people who were always putting the fights on social media, once I began muting the people who were always putting long posts about how God feels this and God feels that against people that do this and that, once I began muting and eliminating those people, I, and stop tripping and thinking to myself, oh man, my daddy's going to be so mad because I unfriended him. 
or my cousins are going to be so angry because I because I muted them and I and I no longer respond to them. Once we get out of thinking that, and you realize that this is social media, even whenever you, the person, me, Kendrick, you, Tina, even whenever we drop these people, they get over it so quick because it's social media. There's a hundred and thousands of other stuff coming on. They don't think about any of us in that way. And we should not think about them in that way. And that's one of the ways that I empowered myself and I use social media is that once I started dropping and muting those negative influences, and of course, it feels a lot different to look up and not see near as many of the quote unquote family and friends that you grew up with. But man, the people I do roll and kick it with on social media, we actually comment on each other's stuff. Every once in a while, we actually even call or text each other. We meet up every once in a while. And it's just amazing the new relationship and everything that, that you develop. For me now seeing my social media timeline and seeing other black men handicapped being thrown off a cliff by their friends into water, stuff like that, I didn't see shit like that before. I was always seeing fight videos and rap videos and sports stuff and political this and that. Now I'm literally seeing a bunch of videos all the time of people who are in wheelchairs being thrown into water with like with family and friends. I'm seeing people who are who are disabled actually flying those doggone hand those doggone hand gliders and stuff like that. And I see stuff like that every single day. That type of stuff powers me up. And when I finally do see these family and friends that I've muted or dropped and stuff like that, they don't even bring it up. And it blew me away. Like, I would be so nervous about it. Like, oh, man. Oh, man. My brother's going to say so-and-so because because I ain't commented on this stuff. And I know he noticed. We show up and, and we talk about sports. The kids eat. And it never even comes up. He'll even look at his phone half the time as I'm talking to him. He's so in, like, into the phone. And all of this stuff you learn and you get better with as you start uh, actually adjusting and adapting to your social media timeline. Get rid of the, some of those negative influences. It doesn't mean you're ending a friendship at all. It doesn't mean that you, are in, that you are ending a relationship. You're just not fucking with them like that on social media. You're letting other stuff shine through. And I mean, it is awesome. It's a great feeling. But you got to take those first steps. I'm complete. Tina, go ahead. Yeah, I was waiting for oh, you for, I was, to I was just going to say, no, I just I appreciate Kendrick and um, for the support. And um, <clears throat> I want to say, yes, I'm I'm really mindful of who I follow, um, especially on Instagram. And um, I just I just don't want to, you know, buy or play into that because I know um, not all of it is also real. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I'm like learning and practicing to just love and accept more of my own beauty and how I shine and how I am um, every day. And some days are easier than others. So I just want to say thanks, Kendrick. Well, thank whatever you. Whatever you choose to do, whatever you, I'm sorry, but whatever you are choosing to do, I promise you, the more you do it, all these things that we do, all these tips of self-care, learning to love our bodies, learning to love different parts of us, all these different things and routines are all processes, which means the more we do them, the better we get. 
And the better we get, the more we do them. And then the more we do them, the better we get. And it becomes that awesome repeating cycle that makes us stronger and builds our resilience. So whatever works for you, I'm telling you, Queen, rock with it. Do it more. Feel it more. Because even the way that I sound, yo, man, Queen, I didn't sound this strong in 2018. I didn't sound this strong last year. I only sound this strong because I do this shit so doggone much that I feel it. I know it's true. And so whatever's working for you, jump in that, dive into it, love it. I'm complete. So amazing. Yes, Kendrick, because you have shifted your entire vibration. That vibe that people speak of, that's what it is. You literally realigned with a whole other truth. Before that, you lived in a state of being aligning with a different truth, right? And so your reality felt different. But as you shift that vibration, literally you are now a different version of yourself than you were before. So it's just so beautiful and empowering to to see that, to hear that and to share that. I love it, love it that, that you're sharing that and, and so grateful for, for you to be here, thank you. And Maria, I saw you on mic, I welcome. I can't wait to hear uh, what you have to share. Hi, how are you ladies? It's been a while since I've come to your guys' club. Yeah, we haven't seen you for a while. Yes, um, my question is, or what I would like to hear more of is, um, what are your top three favorite processes to um, move forward? I, I heard Kendrick's of appreciation and that's fabulous. Um, but uh, Heather and Tina, what do you guys, and Kendrick too, uh, what do you guys like to use, like your top three favorites? Thanks, Maria. That is such a great question. So this is Helen answering. Um, I definitely agree with Kendrick. Gratitude, is, um, and I've shared a little bit earlier, I think maybe uh, before you came in, has been a huge um, shift in the mindset and eventually in the programming, I like to reframe my whole ability, the way that I see things, the way that I, you know, it's just shifting the perception of life. Uh, focusing on the things that I'm grateful for is a huge, huge um, thing, to, you know, like a tool that we often don't realize that is given to us. Completely free tool that God, universe, you know, just gifted us humans and we don't even remember about it. So that's number one. Number two is for me personally, um, I would say forgiving yourself for whatever it is that you're holding on to. And that's a huge one for a lot of people. And it's it's difficult for a lot of people to, to heal um, and to deal with and to even admit to themselves that there is something to forgive, you know. Um, so that one is big. And I would say one of my favorite tools or techniques um, is Ho'oponopono. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Let me know. Uh, if not, I can share it. Uh, yes, go ahead, I am. I am. Beautiful. I so, yeah, so those three, I would say, are an amazing starting point for anyone on any healing journey, whether it's physical, emotional, you know, psychological, spiritual, it's all connected. And those are just such amazing tools. They're simple, but they're not always easy, but yet they can be so profoundly life changing. So those are mine. And then Kendrick and Tina, go ahead. Uh, I'd love to hear yours. Would you like me to go? Yeah, go ahead, Tina. Thanks, okay, Tina. Okay. 
Hi, Maria. It's been so long. <laughs> it's nice to see you again or hear you. Yes. Yeah. So I want to agree. It's funny because I was writing down my list to share. And I one of the things I wrote down was Hopopono prayer, like Helen. So when I, I know. <laughs> so it's interesting because I know there's um, like a short version and I switched the last two lines. And the reason why I switched the last two lines um, in different orders, because it just feels better that way to me. So I'm just gonna share like with the Hopopona prayer, what I've started doing is I've been saying it to myself, like as if it's my little girl or like my, you know, like my, my inner being, like who I am. So I will say, you know, every day and I will tap my chest as if I'm like at my heart center so that I really feel it and mean it. And I'll just say like, Tina, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And I'll say it sometimes three, four, five times in a row. And I just keep going over and over the, the, that prayer until I feel, I want to say calm or peaceful with it. And um, I like to do tapping. Um, and there's a great, I think you're familiar with that, Maria. I can't remember. And there's a guy on YouTube called Brad Yates. He's my favorite when it comes to tapping um, subjects. And he's got like so many different kinds on everything you can imagine. And then lastly, I wanna say the big thing for me is self-care. And I know everyone defines it differently and people will say, oh, it's about the bubble bath or about this. But I feel like the self-care is like where you really get in touch with yourself, your mind, your body, your spirit. And at times it's ugly because it's like you are getting in touch with self-defeating thoughts, um, emotions, feelings. And this is where it's like, okay, the self-care comes in. It's like, why am I thinking that? Why am I feeling this? And this is where like it can take you on a journey that is not always pleasant, but where you sit with it and it's like, you know, okay, is this where I use the tool of tapping to help clear it out so I can feel better or think better? Is this where I say the Hopopono prayer so I can feel better, think better? Um, is it about like, I need to go out in nature? So it's like really, I feel very intuitive and listening to those parts of ourselves and like, okay, and it could be reaching out and saying like God or the angels, or if you have a loved one on the other side and like just crying out for, for their guidance, their support, because I believe in spirit, like they can reach us and help us. Um, yeah, and you know, all of that plus I want to say diet as, as well like so the foods that we eat um, plays a role in our well-being so just a combination of all those things um, and I hope those are like helpful tools for you Maria if, if you need more clarity just reach out to me or you know keep on asking um, again um, I'd be happy to clarify more so thanks that was a great question um, I'll pass the mic if Kendrick wants to go or Maria I just want to say thank you that was lovely oh you're welcome you're looking for a podcast that focuses on 
everything that has to do with multiple sclerosis, the recovery times, the relapses, what to do when you're in recovery, how life is going, family and friends. If you are curious, if you're interested in life with multiple sclerosis, getting over the disease itself, check out One Sick Beat. That podcast hosted by Brandy is amazing. She has great content. She keeps it live, keeps it funky, keeps it fresh. And her interviews with people like us are so deep, so raw, so rich. That's One Sick Beat. You can catch on the Apple Podcast, on Spotify, on Podbean, Google, everywhere. One Sick B, a podcast about life with multiple sclerosis. Yo, Maria, I put my three in the chat. So number one would be that gratitude journal I was talking about earlier. I actually break, I actually like whenever we roll somewhere out to eat anything with the kids, I keep my gratitude journal with me. It's a little little it's a little leather bound binder. Makes me feel like I'm a real player, like like a real writer or something. And I keep my favorite Pentel pens with me. And if I get stressed out, anything like that, I will actually break out my gratitude journal and start writing stuff out. And because the people who are closest to me now, and that has changed because of how I do things now. But those closest to me, my kids, the family and friends who are close to me, know that whenever I'm doing that back away from him let him do his thing and they'll actually just leave me alone noise and everything may still go on but nobody comes in my little circle and bothers me as long as i have my journal out sometimes i'll even play with that and i'll just keep and i'll just keep it up and just sit there with it not writing anything because people know as long as i have that out like leave him alone leave him alone leave him alone even the wife does that just leave him alone my number two thing I said, I've already said, is um, talking out loud to yourself. Because no matter what you are thinking, it is scientifically impossible to have a negative thought and a positive thought at the same time. So no matter what's going through your brain, imposter syndrome, a chronic illness, a handicap, a limitation, whatever is going through, by you actually talking out loud to yourself, you cannot think that negative thought anymore. I learned that last year. That's, um, oh, snap. I mean, that right there is mind-blowing for me. The fact that I can actually start talking myself out of thinking crazy about myself. Oh, snap. That is awesome. And then my number three thing, there are certain people on social media that I just go to and I scroll through their page and look at the same pictures and stuff. I mentioned earlier there's um, there's a guy, um, there's a black guy, um, Rolling on Faith, I think is his name, on, on, on Instagram. He does all types of wild out fly awesome stuff. And he got disabled because of, because because of a drunk driver hit him after college. Um, there, there's another guy on social media that I follow a lot. That he does fly stuff. He has MS like me. He, he was on a cane and everything. Instead of taking the medications, he went from Canada to Peru. Got, got, it, got the money together by using GoFundMe. Went to Peru. Did the ayahuasca. Ended up staying um, a few months, did the ayahuasca six times, and on time number six, he woke up with a tattoo that he had never had before, and he actually walked out of the doggone lodge. At that point, he married the. At that point, he married the local who had been washing and cleaning up and everything. He has never gone back home to Canada. He ended up staying there, marrying her, and now they run their own ayahuasca camp. When I scroll through people's stuff like that, and I got other stories and examples, but that just proves. 
whenever you stop following and stop messing with and stop worrying the old heads and the old influences of your life and open yourself up to new stuff, it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know people were living and doing stuff like this. I think I'm talking, I think I'm talking big and doing and like doing fly stuff. Look at them. And because they are disabled or not, like I told you, sick or not, it's still just a different way. You just see people who are succeeding and doing things. So that's what I got. I am complete. Thank you, everyone. Super inspirational. And it lifted up my heart, my spirits. And I have faith I can move on and <laughs> cheer myself up like you just did. Thank you so much. That's beautiful, Ben. I am so glad that you were able to be in the right room at the right time and to receive whatever the message that you needed to receive. So that's just beautiful. So does anyone else want to share anything else? Because I know it's a very small room and I feel like it was such a great conversation. I'm beyond grateful for all of you to really have this. It was like this small container of beautiful, empowering, inspirational you know, conversation that I feel like needs to get out there. People got to hear it. If you guys are okay with it, I would love to share it on Wisdom. Like if I'll just replay it on that app as a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm good with that. Sure. <laughs> All right. Whoa, you. you can do that on Wisdom now? Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just going to play it. Are you not on Wisdom yet, Kendra? I am on Wisdom. I've recorded like four talks. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know we could. I didn't know you could upload stuff to Wisdom. No, oh, I don't think you oh. can upload. I'm literally just going to play it and have my Wisdom on. You know? Like, oh, yeah. nice. That's how I just feel like this needs house. to be shared. It was such a great conversation that it really needs to be out there. Okay, okay. I like that. Thank you for the idea. I appreciate it. Absolutely. That. Yeah, I would love to have a wisdom talk with you too, Kendrick. So I don't know how to look you up on there. I'm also health and wealth coach. That's across the board. Or is it Helen? I think I, I don't usually use wisdom often, but some, like this particular topic, I felt like it's something that I need to speak on on different platforms. And I love that you walked in and contributed so much on this topic today. Yo, Queen, as a matter, I will send you my contact info on the back link. And whenever you get on wisdom next time, you'll have my link just to connect with me. That's perfect. Will do. Thank you. I love how Kendrick calls us queens. <laughs> I know, because we are, Tina. You've got to own it. <laughs> and he's the king who, who gets to appreciate the queens. So I do love that. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you all. Thank you. All right. So on that positive note, I guess we can probably go ahead and close the room if everyone is okay with that, unless you guys want to contribute anything else or share anything else. A thousand thank y'all for filling up my bucket. My mom does. My mom detests the word. I started doing this last year. My mom and my wife both hate being called queens. They say it makes them feel too old. So I have to call them queen agers. And I, I came up with that. I put queen and teenager <laughs> together. I call them queen agers. Well, you can call me queen anytime, Kendrick. Really, I love it. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna tell my husband to do the same. As a matter of fact, I don't know if he'll appreciate it. <laughs> It's worth a go. <laughs> Hi, my wife my... does not call me king, Beck. She says she is not doing that, not digging that. She says this is way too much. And I just don't care. Like at this point now, I'd rather go all in on just being me and loving me and just 
And at the end, I always say, look, I talked the way I wanted to. I did the way I wanted. My kids saw me be me versus always getting to the end and thinking, dang it, I wish I would have talked like that before I went out. So that's what I do now. And I just want to say, how amazing must it be for your kids to be there to witness this transformation of your life and and observing how you're able to you know keep this positive attitude no matter what life throws at you i mean that in itself i think is one of the biggest lessons that unfortunately we're not taught in schools and we're not taught in a lot of families and it's just so important to recognize that you are the only one in charge of your own feelings and who can control you know how your day is going to go not by the circumstances that you're in but instead by your own internal world it's just so essential and i love it that your kids are you know you said you have four kids i guess they're blessed to have a father who's able to give them this gift a thousand thank you for that information man y'all have filled up my bucket i am complete that's amazing. Well, look at that. When we decided to close out the room, Tina, does this happen every time? I feel like it really does. More people every, every time. We should maybe say that earlier, like within the first five, yeah, I'm ten start minutes of the, the show. Like We're going to close the room now. Yeah, <laughs> and then everyone shows up. <laughs> but, but I do feel um, that we do have to end this room for today because we just covered so much. But Brian and Dorothy, I really am thankful that you were able to join. This was really an amazing, inspirational, empowering room. So if you guys um, are called to it, I definitely invite you to listen to the replay because it was powerful. And I feel like it can really be life-changing for someone that maybe needs to receive this information today. So thank you all for being here. And Tina, if you want to just go ahead and close, I will have you do that. Thank you. Oh, of course. So um, once again, for everyone that's here, you're in the Heal Your Life with Helen Club. If you haven't already joined, please click on the greenhouse above our heads, become a member, um, click on Helen's profile um, picture and um, connect with her give her a follow she would like that she's also offers um, a free discovery call so if you message her on Instagram you can make arrangements as she's an amazing health and wealth coach and she's also launching a new program at the end of this month and I believe she's gonna have a master class zoom um, session for that so Again, reach out to her if you're curious and interested about that program. Um, you'll find out more about what it is, um, what it involves, and how it'll help you. And um, if I want to say, give Kendrick a follow. He's an amazing king. <laughs> and so full of heart and soul. I'm sure he would appreciate a follow. Reach out to him if you feel you would like to connect with him offline. And then myself, I'm Tina, and I'm a psychic reader. Click on my bio if you care to give me a follow. I appreciate that. And we try to host a room every week. Um, Thursdays is when we give it a go. So click if you click on the bell, you'll get notified every time we open up a room. And with that, we thank everyone for all your shares, for listening, and your presence. Be well, stay safe. I'm going to end the room in five, four, three, two, one. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thinking better. 
being better starts with you getting a gratitude journal and following me every day on this journey. It all starts with you.